you Yeah, yo There whenever it matters and even more when you feel like it doesn't Protect you so you never feel like you wasn't Know I'm right alongside you, here by that I'm behind you But always got you, end the discussion, nothing means more First one to offer his shoulders for what you preach for Thought I saw the eyes of the world until I seen yours And know that I ain't see a better view yet I'm with whatever, so don't ever you fret Know that you covered, not a hurdle or a heartbreak To change what a partake Cause none of them won't ever get comfortable in your walkway My job is to aware you, fully loaded Prepare you for all of the above that I'm never letting get near you. But still, I know, give you every advantage I found. Couldn't find a better fit for them, along with my crown. And since the baton was passed, hopping down, cause feeling's not an option, and dad is not a noun, not at all. Welcome to another episode of Dad Is Not A Now. My name is Ismail. Ishmael. I'm all about changing the narrative for men of color and father, but also changing the narrative about the things I care about. And what I care about is that coming around the corner, we will be celebrating Juneteenth. So everybody's going to be out there parading, doing the barbecuing, this and that. Uh, but I'm a strong believer that I think this this our federal holiday should be more about education, 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 and tech, tech, and education. I'm going to keep repeat, repeat, repeating myself because I think those are, are the pillars. When you talk about generation wealth, those are the pillars of that. And so today, my special guest is doing the best he can to promote education and tech. The amazing brother, Jason Marlin. Um, brother is just amazing. He just, just. I'm going to let him introduce himself. Uh, Jason, how are you doing, brother? And how's your heart? Uh, Ishmael, I'm doing well. Thank you very much. And my heart is blessed. So, yeah. so I, I'm, I'm blessed to be here, blessed to speak with you, um, blessed to share what we are doing uh, to impact our communities. And um, yeah, that's basically it, just to share. That's awesome. The reason why I ask people, how's your heart? Because as black men, I feel like we need to be vulnerable, you know, because often, you know, you can say, oh, how are you doing? And you get that same answer. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. But sometimes we're not good. And so I feel like by changing the dynamic, by changing the question, saying, how's your heart? That opens the, the conversation when it comes to like black men and, and being vulnerable. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's um, especially, you know, in, in the day and times that we live in, uh, it's it's especially important to, you know, think what's going on in our minds, what we see in society, and then what's in our heart. Uh, it kind of reminds me, I'm glad you do, you do this. It reminds me of um, what W.E. Du Bois speaks about, the double consciousness that we have to go through in this society, you know. So sometimes we separate our minds from our hearts. So it's a, it's a very important way to start off. I, I can appreciate that. Yeah. No, no problem. Because I think one of the, the our great revolutionaries of the past combined consciousness with 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 the heart too. Because you got to have both. Because to be a revolutionary, you have to have some form of you have to have empathy. Yes. And that's why, you know, like uh, our iconic figures are so beloved because they combined it too. Because you can't have one without the other. Because right. if you have, you have the one side where you create these dictators. Mm -hmm. So it, it it goes hand in hand. So I, I and again I appreciate you for coming on. Thank you for coming on. Um, before we get into it, tell a little tell people about who is 
uh, Jason Marley. Yeah, so um, Jason Marley is uh, a, a father, first and foremost, of um, four beautiful children. Um, I'm a husband, <laughs> I'm a brother, I'm a son. Um, that is my being. I, I interact in the world. Um, I have a background as an entrepreneur. Um, I, I started many businesses, uh, have many failures to learn on. I never think that you really fail, but I've learned quite a bit uh, from every uh, venture that I've either been a part of or have started or closed or sold uh, on my own. So there's a great deal of experience there. Um, I also have experience in corporate America as well, um, over 20 years um, of experience uh, in different industries from financial services uh, to entertainment and technology. And as I mentioned, uh, consulting with small um, and medium-sized businesses and community organizations, um, both for-profit and non-profit. Um, I, I have a traditional education as well. I have a whole two degrees, um, an MBA in technology management and a uh, Bachelor of Science in Business Management, and a few certifications, uh, which is where my heart is, uh, in uh, multimedia production and design. Um, at heart, I am an artist. I grew up uh, you know, um, doing art, uh, mostly digital art. Um, I got my hands on technology at a young age, so I was, was the one with the camera. Uh, I was, uh, always in the computer lab at school, you know, uh, trying to make flyers and things like that. Uh, I have a love for soccer as well. Uh, I grew up playing soccer. Okay. Um, in fact, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I wanted to be the first um, soccer playing, professional soccer playing rapper. That, that, that was, oh, that, we need that. You know, dude, that yeah. would be awesome. You know, you know what would be awesome if you could create like a children's book the slash rapping soccer player or soccer yeah. <laughs> or make a rap about uh the love for soccer you know you know what i did ishmael i i okay um i, I you know maybe we'll get into this maybe you'll yeah. have to invite me back yeah, but definitely, life throws a lot of curveballs at you <laughs> and um I, I i was raised by a a, a single uh, mother god bless her and um you know, some of the things that I learned in life, as far as the decisions you make, you have to be accountable. And yeah. for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. Yes. I, I yes. learned that. And, and every time I made certain decisions, it led me to a different path, which is a blessed path because I'm here speaking to you today. But it wasn't the professional soccer player rapper path. So that children's book will definitely, I'm going to take a note on that. And um, Seriously. I can inspire some folks. I think it would. That would be awesome because with yeah. technology nowadays where you can do a, a VR reality where a person is like rapping in real time and <laughs> you're rapping that the, 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 the animation figure that appears, whatever you say lyrically, they'll move. Like, so, yes. you know, so like, you know how you like you have voice command, but like it'd be like yes. rapping. And then you'll you and and then in that other world you have this this uh playing soccer while you're rapping, but you know you're rapping, and that makes the the player move. 
I, I, I'm, I'm telling you, you, you may see uh, Marley Digital. Marley yes. Digital is my, yes. uh, kind of, <laughs> that's my uh, uh, artist name. So uh, a lot of my multimedia art you'll see. Um, that is but, awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, I, I can tell this is going to be multiple conversations. We have <laughs> but you were, you, you were talking about Raised by Your Mom. Um, yes. Just talk about your life growing up and where did that passion from like technology um, start from? You know, um, I, I I have there was a picture my mom showed me. Uh, so you know, uh, th there was a picture of me and uh, in 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 a store. And you know, back in the days, they used to have stores uh, where they would have uh, technology just for you to play with uh, keyboards and little cameras and things. Now they're kind of locked down if if they're in a physical yeah. store or not. Um, so my mother took a picture. And uh, it was with uh, it was with a Polaroid. If you remember what a Polaroid, okay. yes, I know what. Yeah, Polaroid. definitely. <laughs> so she took a picture of me playing with the technology at the Polaroid. I must have been, gosh, like like seven or eight years old. Wow! And I took that Polaroid and uh, kept it with me for the longest. And that was my motivation because it made me see myself in a different world than I may have been interacting at the time. So it was a. a it was motivation and it was a bit of escapism as well. So anytime I was around uh, any access to technology, um, rather it be music, Most, mostly it was music technology, um, right. but later it became computers uh, where the schools I went to actually had computer labs and so forth. Um, and then you know, eventually I was lucky enough to get my own computer. And then that was the things that I would purchase. That's what I would work hard for, um, for myself or cameras um instruments uh computers and things like that that led towards the digital world so it started at a young age it it, it really did um and you know just like all of us i, I would watch tv um and see uh, mostly in music uh the award shows um mm -hmm. and just want to be on stage and so forth and, and just figure out how did these artists create their own worlds where they looked so confident and so at peace and just able to break through what was uh, there, what we see, you know, what the, 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 the limitations may have been that were shown to us at that time. And, you know, hindsight, you know, I, I believe my mom was showing me that picture to show, you know, th there are no limitations, you know, you, right. whatever you put your mind at is what you can achieve. Uh, and that's what I share with my children too. As well. I and I can think talk forever. No, no, I, I, I love it, bro. That, I say something that you want to um, zoom in on. Yo, this is, this is awesome. But, bro, I, I love it. I love it. Keep on talking because I love that passion because I love when you talked about escapism. And for me, yes. my escapism as uh, was a child was going to Radio Shack. I know a lot of these kids nowadays don't know what a Radio Shack, but, you yeah. know, Radio Shack was my place to go to because you had all the technology in that store. So when my mom was in the mall shopping, I would go to the Radio Shack. I would play around with the computer. They would let me play with the remote control cars and things like that. So that's where my love for technology came from is was from there. Like you had kids or even like going to the arcade. Like those were my thing because that was a way where I can escape from this world and be a part of a different world. Even though I didn't create the world. But still, I'm a part of a world that made me excited and and made me um, just appreciate the possibilities. That's right. That's right. And it, just for the record, um, we 
we were window shopping. <laughs> <laughs> right. You ain't lying. Yeah, you were better than back then. So, nah. you know, Radio Shack, it, it might have been a Radio Shack. I got to <laughs> so, so stop by and just play. And the people knew you weren't going to buy anything, you know? No. Like, uh, so, yeah. But, <laughs> and, and, no, but it was cool because you, you would talk to the, the people there and you, yeah. I would have like a, a hour conversation about the newest uh technology and things like that that was coming on a new software for for pc and, and and everything like that and i enjoyed that and you know a lot of kids kind of like oh you're a nerd da, da, da. i'm like no this <laughs> it was fun for me and i and i enjoyed yeah. that and i think you know going in our current state i think kids should be excited about technology you know yeah. i know as you you being a parent you kind of you try to um, give them the, you know, the, you know, you know, try to not trying to think. I think I'm trying to think of that word, but um, try to give them both. You want to give them tech, enjoy technology, but you also want them to be a kid, have fun, out, be out, go outside, uh, socialize with other kids. Yes. So, like, um, as a parent, how do you balance the two? So, you know, it's very interesting because um, you mentioned uh, arcades, right? Uh, I, I, I grew up playing video games, really, you know, um, uh, I, I'm the youngest of three boys. I also have a uh, younger sister. Um, and when we would get gifts, we, we would pull our um, collective ask for Christmas as one thing, like a Nintendo, <laughs> with nice. one controller and one game for that year. Yes. Um, <laughs> so, so video games um, was, was something that we aspired to as we got a little bit older. Now, with my children, they're digital first. Right. So they didn't have the time, as you mentioned, where your, your natural imaginations and your little G.I. Joes, if folks remember those, um, we would play with in the yard and, you know, just have the world and, you know, just go explore, go down the street, be home before the lights come on type of thing, you know. Whereas um, I'm watching my children and I really want them to get that inspiration, too, because... I will say this, a lot of my um, ability to understand technology and um, the input output human interaction of technology, um, I, I, and the level of patience you need uh, with some of these, I attribute to um, being able to play video games and focus and, and concentrate on an input output type of device. Um, so I said that because when I watch my children play, um, they go, hours just you know it could be night day like they don't worry about the uh street lights anymore. They, <laughs> you know, they're in their rooms you know the sun right. goes up and down so i do have to use uh time with technology as an incentive right um and also as a a device to show them um something that i firmly believe in which is it's fine to be a consumer of te technology it really is um, but what you really want to balance is being a creator too, you know, um, because when you create, you create that whole thing we were speaking about, the escapism in our world. And also, um, you know, technology is just like media. It is a media, right? It's a medium. So, you know, when you look at it, it has some of the same challenges that we see in the movies, right? In the theaters. Yeah. Um, lack of representation of uh, characters um, that look yeah. like us, lack of representation of um, companies 
that have leadership that look like us and represent us and build content for very diverse, um, you know, audiences. So, you know, they get into this mode of, you know, consuming content, um, even through technology and those, uh, sometimes stereotypes are, are reinforced. Um, also, Ishmael, you may remember this, but when, when, when we were first growing up playing these games, first of all, they weren't online. Nope. Um, and second of all, I don't remember them being as violent um, no. or having the capability to be as violent as they are mm -hmm. nowadays. Um, and as graphics and processing power and so forth has continued to evolve, you know, we have um, the ability to have very realistic environments yes. um, and scenarios with artificial intelligence in these games. So, you know, um, Grand Theft Auto, for example, was this something that we would have imagined? Whereas now um, you can be a child playing Grand Theft Auto <laughs> and find yourself in these adult situations, you yeah. know, in a video game, which is a virtual world. But, um, you know, they're very adult situations. So um, there is that context of uh, oversight, I'll call it. Um, right. and using technology or the access to technology as a um, incentive. Now, uh, my children are at different ages. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, have, uh, I have four children, but they're each a different generation. So I have right. a daughter uh, who's a senior in college, and um, she, her, she was digital, but we intentionally left reading books longer in the earlier right. ages. And she started to understand the concept of using uh, technology to accomplish work, right? Research, um, creating PowerPoint presentations, writing papers, etc. cetera. Um, my son who is 16 is definitely digital first. He's the one that would always grab my phone uh, when he was growing up. Uh, he, we got him an iPad for one of his Christmas gifts um, at a young age. And um, in fact, we just, uh, built a, a his first computer um, oh, wow. with him, and I, I was I tell you it, it was kind of nervous because I knew exactly why he wanted to build a computer. <laughs> <And I started laughs> about the time investment, yeah. you know, and and the reality is I, I don't see my son as much as I did when right. we had you know uh, the Xbox and the PlayStation in the family oriented space and we could right. interact together. Um, so, so, you know, that, that's a different thing. And then, um, my, my 11 year old definitely is digital first and his, um, attention span is no, noticeably different. Okay. Um, my 16 year old, he, he grew up playing soccer. Um, my 11 year old, he, he did not, he was not into sports. You know, every kid, every right. child is different. Um, so his was, I mean, if, if he could be paid playing video games, he would do He's it. Good. Like, <laughs> that is his career path right wow. there, you know. Wow. Um, but I just started introducing him uh, into the concept of digital wallets, oh, um, awesome. cryptocurrencies, and then also um, what VR is like Decentraland and Spatial, right. for example. Um, and the reason is because he does this already. I mean, he's playing Roblox. You know, he's right. asking me for cash to buy a <laughs> you know and i'm like you know twenty dollars is twenty dollars son but you get you know twenty thousand robux i'm like nah, i just don't you know so so I'm, I'm i'm training him that these environments that he's in that he has fun in 
as he grows, they're going to be more important in the Web3 space, as we call it. Um, And the the level of transactions might actually get him closer to making a career out of this. So, you know, that (laughs) that's the um, way I'm rationalizing this in my own head is kind of giving him a sneak peek of how the adult world looks as far as what you're doing. You're asking me for cash to get uh, Robux. That is a transaction, right? But in the Web3 space with your digital wallet, whatever you purchase in that environment, you will be able to take with you from platform to platform. You own it. And I'm using that as a way to get into ownership with him. I I have one more son. (laughs) The the, the 22-month-year-old, right? he, he is something else. He's not even two years, but he understands that everyone has a phone right. except for him. <laughs> so he sees people do this and he feels kind of left out. And he's getting at the stage where he's on his tippy toes and reaching and he can smack the phone at your hand, pick it up, <laughs> and that's what he's doing. So, you know, it, it is, you know, these little things, you know, baby sharks and all that. Um, but he knows it plays music. So, you right. know, he dances and we teach him those type of interactions. Um, but we try not to do technology too much in front of him because, you know, that's right. that's behaviors that uh, he is is modeling. So, right. you know, I, it gives me an opportunity to talk to the others to say, now, listen, we got, you know, little his name is Elijah. We got little Elijah watching us and we don't want him to grow up like this with a screen. <laughs> you know, we want him to be a real little bro, bro. Right. You know, so we all kind of, you know. We turn the tables a little bit, but I'm really right. talking to all of them, you know. Right. So, yeah, that, that's that, that's how I deal with technology. <laughs> that might no, be another I, too. <laughs> I, I, I can imagine it could it could be a struggle because you don't want them to be technology technology dependent. You yes, know, you you, um, you want to balance tool. the two. Is it? It's a tool, but there are other tools that you can utilize at the same time. But how? Yes, that that's vital. But yeah, but just talk about that challenge of that fear that your kids may, as they get older, they're going to get to a point where they're going to be too dependent on on technology. Even though technology is all around us, it it becomes a crutch. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, it's and I would say that society, too. Uh, You know, a a lot of um, so, you know, you you interact with different families, um, your, your, your children's. Uh, schoolmates, parents, right? Right. And you know, you don't know what's in people's minds, but you you hear the words that come out of their mouths, and you can understand um, pretty much where they get their knowledge and their local sense of news, um, because there's you know there, there's a lot of disinformation out there, and people feel very freely speaking uh, information without really validating what they're saying um, just because of the media outlet that it may have came through the technology from which they've chosen to get streams and only focus on that. Um, So, you know, there's a lot um, of impact that technology has on all of us as a society. So that becomes the part where, you know, I I do put the phone down and I do speak to the children about um, making sure that the type of information that you consume and repeat is something that is um, verifiable, um, you know, and try to let them understand that not everything that you may see on the internet may actually be for you, may actually be truthful and honest. 
um, and actually be something that is not trying to fool you. You know, I'll, I'll leave it at that. But no, no, no. I, and I totally agree with you 100 percent because that's 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 vital because, you know, is yes. a thing called the library, you know, <laughs> like that a lot of people don't that's go right. to. Where that's they have right. books, <laughs> that's right. You know, it's a thing called the park. You know, just you know, you know, it's okay to enjoy nature and like put the phone down and things like that. Just and, and just enjoy it. Just enjoy it. You know, you can, you can get back to it down the road, but just enjoy life a little bit. But yeah, I definitely understand. I definitely understand. I share something else as well. Sure, go ahead, buddy. Because, um, you know, as I mentioned, some of my educational background, and I don't want to huh? bash technology because technology is no, also no, no, no. awesome. Um, one of my children has a, um, a learning disability in which they're, um, dyslexic. Okay. So, um, do you, are you familiar with, um, what happens when someone's dyslexic? It's like when they're reading, depending on the, the level of severity, right? Um, sometimes it's extremely challenging for them to focus on the words and put the words together to, you know, begin reading and have reading comprehension. Um, and sometimes at a severe case, the words may actually look like they're moving on the page. And you can imagine how much, um, we'll say, mental capacity it takes to sit there and focus when, you know, the interpretation of the word on the page is moving. And then you have to, you know, read all the way through and then speak and understand the comprehension of what you're reading and so forth. Um, so we have quite a bit of experience in um, assist assistive learning technology as well with one of our children. And, you know, at first I was like, oh, you know, you, reading is challenging, right. right? If you understand the history of the phonetic alphabet and what it does and how different it is from, you know, uh, other written languages, we'll say, right. um, then you know that it's, it's meant to codify certain things in each individual letter really doesn't mean anything, but you can put them into sequences that then becomes meaningful. Right. Take that for what it is. You know, folks that are listening can do their own research. Um, there was a study by uh, a gentleman by the name of J.C. Carruthers. Google that study and see what um, the phonetic alphabet did to the African mind. OK, so when I was watching my son, received this assistance, uh, assistive learning technology, he actually was able to digest books and comprehend them well, well beyond his uh, grade level of reading. And when I was looking at his um, struggles, because, you know, we don't like to see our children struggle. Right. Um, at first, I was like, well, you just got to put the time in. So we would read every night, read every night. But I got to tell you um, what it does to a child's confidence, too. If, they're, if they have disabilities that they're not able to articulate, um, we happen to be blessed to get a lot of studies on him to understand what he was seeing, which, by the way, I believe needs to be accessible in all schools. All totally public great. schools need to have resources and faculty and staff that are adequately trained to understand that every child does not have a behavioral problem. Right. It could be something else that the child is not able to articulate themselves. And it shouldn't be dependent on the resources that the parent has to pay a doctor to figure this out, you know? So 
that's another show. <laughs> no, 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 definitely. I totally agree with that too. Yeah. It's it, it takes a community and and it's important that that all kids learn differently. They do. And technology can be that resource that a child can actually use to enhance their experience, their knowledge base, and so forth. Not always as something that we need to um, watch out for behavior. Yeah, I totally oh, agree with that. Going back to technology yes. and Juneteenth. And yes. what I love what you're doing is you this is the first of the first event of of I wouldn't say of its kind, but it's the first event that you and a, and a bunch of people came together are putting together to 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 combine tech today, tech tomorrow, in celebration of June nineteenth. And yeah. what I kind of worry about is like we're celebrating June nineteenth, but we're we're not doing the diligence of the reason why June nineteenth. Is significant, and the and the reason why I say that instead of celebrating, what kind of activism are you doing to extend freedom? And that's yes. when tech comes in. And so, talk about what that means to you, and the event that you're putting together. Did I kind of, you know, <laughs> you know, you know, put it set it up on the tee for you perfectly? <laughs> yes, yes. So, um, the, um, the, the event that we're doing uh, is, and then we'll dive a little bit deeper. So let me get the commercial first. The event that we're um, doing, and, and uh, Ishmael, I hope you have a way to provide links um, yeah. and or anything else that we um, can provide you. Um, yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely need that. Definitely. Okay. So the event uh, is, it's, we came up with this concept, um, which is not new. It's new for our audience. Um, of Afrofuturism experience. Afrofuturism uh, has been coined already. Um, and the experience part is something that, you know, we have a human experience here, but specifically as folks from the, the African diaspora, we have a certain kind of human experience. And um, the thinking behind that is to have um, liberating experiences in different formats and in different media. Um, and for Juneteenth, we're having a digital art fest in Jacksonville, Florida. That's June 18th, actually, the day before that uh, Juneteenth is celebrated. And as I mentioned at the beginning, my heart is centered in um, as, a, as an artist, as a multimedia artist. So right now, digital art um, is right there. The technology behind it, um, a lot of people, the buzzword is NFT, non-fungible yes. tokens. Um, so, and it's right now tokens are associated with digital media. Um, so we were just thinking about, um, what could we start the Afrofuturism experience around something that is important, that's future thinking, and then, um, build in our knowledge base from there. So, um, Afrofuturism Digital Art Fest is June 18th in Jacksonville, Florida. Um, it's at the WJCT Studios which um, we um, rented the soundstage, which is a 7,800 square feet soundstage. Um, soundstages are exactly what they make movies in. This particular soundstage is the largest soundstage between Atlanta and Orlando. Um, yeah. Those who haven't been to Jacksonville, Florida, we're Northeast Florida, almost the opposite uh, of Miami. Uh, everyone hears about Miami and Disneyland in Central Florida. 
um, but you come up a little bit more and you got North Florida. Northeast Florida is the Jacksonville region, the metropolitan area. Um, and we, we say that it's between uh, Atlanta, the, the, the major city between Atlanta and Orlando. So getting back to our event, um, some of the media that you'll share, and if, if folks want to go to uh, Instagram, you'll see some of the content and the direction that we're taking um, with Afrofuturism Experience. Just type that in and you'll find us on Instagram. Um, we have folks that lived their lives um, in a sense that was bigger than their own, whether they realized it or not. Um, one of the forefathers of Afrofuturism is Sun Ra. Uh, if you don't know who Sun Ra is, please Google, Google Sun Ra. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> Sun Ra is. Uh, he was an artist that lived um, from the fifth, created mu music from the, the 50s, 60s, 70s on up. His music still lives. Um, he, he was an entrepreneur. A lot of people may not know this, but he was an entrepreneur. He started his own uh, record label, released hundreds of, of albums throughout uh, his career. He still has music, very prolific, still has a band, the Orchestra, that still tours today um, with Marshall Allen. And um, basically what Sun Ra did was he, he broke the barriers of music. Um, he created music uh, to show folks that music is way outside of the spectrum that we are able to consume on the radio. Mm -hmm. um, but he, mind you, he did this before civil rights. Okay. Yeah. Um, and he was creating music to, to liberate people, to, 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 to speak to their, their minds and their souls. And he spoke about, he was also a, a prolific writer, but he spoke about um, uh, African liberation. That, that is the only word I can say um, because this brother truly articulated that he was not from this planet. Right. Um, he, and, you know, it's kind of, um, folks may know who um, 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 the parliament, um, George Clinton would, in, in, in the parliament, uh, Funkadelic in the parliament errors, um, funk music, you know, uh, how they came from spaceships and them brothers yeah. had suits on yeah. and they would yeah. jam out. <laughs> and, you know, um, so, you know, Sumrall was of that same uh, cloth, but he inspired that generation. Um, this brother was speaking of um, spaceships and different planets and intergalactic travel and liberation and not being free on Earth, the black man not being free on Earth and not getting representation on Earth. And do you feel like this is your home and the concept of feeling alienated? And he took all that and turned it into a um, identity that he projected that was futuristic, you know, from taking ancient Kemet symbols, hieroglyphics um, is, is what we know of it of today, and took those concepts that is us, that, that's from our lineage, that's from our culture. It's from the same culture that brought culture to this planet, you know, that we still have today. Every culture has that culture that came out of Africa um, but they reinterpreted, they re-envisioned it in their own likeness, you yeah. know? Um, so if you really study everyone's culture on the earth, you can see Africa in all of it. You know, you really can. It may have different colors and different hues, but if you understand the, the foundation of this knowledge that has been applied in culture and societies um, through, throughout, uh, you know, what we know of as the millennias, then you can see it. You can see your lineage in there. You can see your influence in there. Um, so Sunra took this. If you look on the site, you'll see media. Um, the concept for this year 
is a frame, just like a picture frame you would see in a regular gallery. And we took, um, you, you think of the matrix, how, how it yeah. had the numbers, the green yeah. numbers rolling yeah. down. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We took that and put it into hieroglyphics. And then we made a loop. So each frame, there will be 10 total uh, in the Digital Art Fest that will be projected on these screens, these bigger than life screens that are like a crescent shape. And as you go in, you'll see um, folks like Sun Ra appear in this stream. Um, some of the media that's on Instagram today that we're also um, planning to make in a tease out of um, have, uh, we listened to hundreds of hours of audio to pick something that was symbolic of each forefather yeah. of Afrofuturism, which I call Afrofuturist. Um, and so you, you, you see them and you hear them. And it's very, it's a surreal experience. You know, I believe it's a surreal experience that you get to know these folks. And it's just little clips, 30 seconds. But the idea right. is to start a, a spark in people to say, who is this? Listen yeah. to what he's saying, you know? And whoever that inspires in the future, then, you know, if it's one person, we did our job. We also have, Ishmael, I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk about this for a little bit, if you don't Go mind. ahead, man. The floor okay. is yours, brother, go for it, man. Okay. <laughs> um, we also have um, uh, Haile Selassie, right? Um, for those mm -hmm. who don't know um, the emperor, greatness of Ethiopia and what his history is, um, take a look at uh, his um, Afrofuturist digital art piece. Um, we have uh, Desmond Tutu. If you don't know who Desmond Tutu was um, in the role uh, that this bishop played, um, he's a real bishop. You know, a yeah. heartbeat or two away from the Pope, y'all. That's you know, right. A little black man from South Africa, okay? That's right. But That's right. Speaking about his heart, his heart, um, the concept of Ma'at, you know, when um, everybody, right? Everybody um, who lives on this planet uh, will be judged by, you know, not just the acts that they do and the words that they say and the um, what they leave here, how they inspire people or put fear in, in people's hearts, um, your heart will be weighed against a feather. That's we right. call that ma'at, right? Yes. So if your heart is not, that's I'm telling you, Ishmael, that's why when you started this off, I was like, okay, <laughs> I'm there. your heart is weighed against a feather at the yes. end of life. Um, and, you know, this, is this story is told in many different ways, many different religions, right? Yeah. This is one way to tell this story. Your heart will be weighed against a feather and if your heart is heavier than the feather, we'll just say that you don't pass into eternal life. You know, Anubis mm -hmm. will come and, and, and eat you. And, you, you know, some people say you're reincarnated as a, a pig or a butterfly. You know, <laughs> so, you know, simply put, you know, it's judgment is real. Okay. Yeah. Judgment is real. So, you know, let me get back uh, to some of the, the, the folks that we have. Um, Desmond Tutu, I do want to point this out about him, and yeah, it's not that his importance uh, importance is more than anyone else, um, but please Google him and Google a CNN um, interview, and you'll watch that interview. It's like 10, 20 minutes maybe, and um, one of the sound bites um, you'll recognize, but um, it basically shows his role in, during apartheid of having these trials with the folks that committed these atrocities um, during apartheid. And basically some of the condition of um, the trial was the folks that committed the crimes 
um, will come to the trial and disclose without any fear of, um, you know, being charged, any retribution type. But also the victims, the victims yeah. came and they told their story because a lot of the times the folks that committed these crimes did it as a job. Yeah. You know, that was they, the, the, this is what they did. This is how they got yeah. paid. This is how they um, kept the society split, the haves and the have nots, those who committed the atrocities and those who were the victims of them. So, you know, Desmond Tutu is in there and some of these stories, and this is a, a you know, a man of the cloth, you know? Yeah. Um, and uh, he, he, there's this one, this is one story where he just breaks down, and if and if you have a heart, you will see that that man's heart was hurt. Yeah. You'll listen to the sounds that he made when he heard the stories, and you know you'll see you'll start to realize that hey, you know the people that came before us that didn't do it for the money, that didn't do it for the show, that didn't do it for anything other but to move humankind forward. Yeah. You know, that's a powerful thing. So that's why we started choosing, you know, the, these people in history. You know, I mean, d do they know that we consider them Afrofuturists? Absolutely not. Um, do they even know that, you know, they will be featured in a digital art uh, multimedia collection in the Art Fest? No, you know, but I can also think about growing up that I didn't have too many of these influences where I could go to a movie and see them in a bigger than life scenario to have those sparks, you know, um, lit inside of me. Um, I had people around me such as my mother and we may get to that. Um, but I didn't necessarily have something that was formatted, especially for me to celebrate, um, the, these types of folks. We have, um, James Weldon Johnson as well. Um, Google him. <laughs> I don't want to we have 10. Yes. We have 10. Um, Afrofuturists, and there are many more um, that we're highlighting. And hopefully this is a concept um, that people out there um, start to pick up the concept of the art and creating their own and, and you know, just sharing it and it becomes a community, you know, um, that, that's what we hope. Now, in Florida, Juneteenth is celebrated twice. Um, in fact, it was just celebrated here municipally because um, as the announcement of, uh, I guess, em emancipation came right. across. Uh, they didn't have the internet. They didn't tweet nope. it out, okay? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> these uh, brothers and sisters, uh, you know, these troops were on foot, uh, yes. horse and buggy, yep. and, you know, so they would have to travel to each state, to their capital, read the proclamation, you know, the, the, and, and then it had to filter out. Um, it, it was way before digital media. Um, so, in reality, each state got the news a little bit different. Um, but the blessing is that we have one date that the federal government has recognized as that special date that, you know, folks knew um, from Florida to Texas, no matter if it was a time before or um, after. So it's important. And, you know, it's it's important. Uh, and this is just my feelings. Right. Um it's important to celebrate, um, you know, Black History Month, right? right? It's important to celebrate Martin Luther King Day. It's important to celebrate any day that we can reflect on um, those who came before us to push us where we are in the living presence today. Um, what's also important is to define our own ways and means and methods and rationale for yeah. celebrating. 
So um, we, we're also looking at the Juneteenth date because it's, it's a relatively new holiday that's recognized. Um, I remember my mother, God bless her, she um, was a professor of 30 years, taught psychology, human growth and development, and um, African diaspora history. That's uh, the real history yes. <laughs> of all African peoples and their contributions to the, the world. And um, I remember uh, us having Juneteenth celebrations, and it, it really was an educational thing because not many folks knew. Um, and even at a young age, I remember mom, you know, nobody comes to these celebrations. Like, you know, no one really knows and it's like confusing. And, you know, they're, they're saying things like, don't we have black history and, you, you know, things like that. And, uh, you, I, I get this all the time, no matter where I go on this globe, people think I'm a native of that area, you know, and, and that's nothing new, you know, right. um, but it, it's like, yeah, black, black, black folks, what we call black folks. Um, people from the African diaspora come in all hues of God's people, you know, yeah. and, and come in all different uh, yeah. shapes and sizes. <laughs> and, 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 you know, it's just, it's an amazing thing uh, of what we are. And that's what we should celebrate. And that's what we want to celebrate. But here's, here's the thing. When you talk about celebration of freedom from slavery, um, you, you can't forget that, you know, slavery, yes, was in chains. Yeah. But the, the slavery at its top, you know, yeah. slavery's <laughs> institution. Yes. Uh, slavery well in business. Slavery yeah. kicking, you know, yeah. earning, earning that, that king cotton cash flow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're you right. Know, you, was you, big yeah. tech of the day. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And it, it it was only that big because it had slavery of the mind. Yep. Where slaves didn't even want to leave the plantation, they, you know, they didn't, they liked it, you know. Um, but you then you had those brothers who didn't, and was like, you know, our, the chains are off. Right now, we got to take the chains off here. So true, you know. Yeah, and so we we have that split of leadership where you know it is incumbent upon us to do this self reflection. You know, the Ishmael. I think we talked about this. The, the Sankofa, the concept yeah. of Sankofa of, you know, those who got the, you know, the physical chains were off, but we still had these mental chains to overcome. Yeah. That was the real battle. You know, it, some of them ran, ran with it and just never looked back. Yeah. But as a people across the world, because slavery was colonization too. Yeah. You know what I mean? global. Yeah. yeah. So, so we have um, a responsibility to um, liberate people to make their own decisions. It's right. not liberate them to influence them. You know, I met Johnny Cochran one time, and I think he gave me a quote from uh, Martin Luther King about knowledge is power. Right. Um, not power to control others, but power to control your own destiny. Yeah. And that's the type of liberation we're talking about. You mentioned, you know, sometimes people get this power or influence. So, yeah, let's use the word influence because social media influencers it, are big, right? So they get this influence um, over other people. And it's not to liberate them so that they can, you know, control their own destinies right. and, and their own decisions up. So I said all that because we're looking at Juneteenth to be the spark to start to liberate people, to let them know that, hey, you're looking at Sankofa. You got to look at your past to know your future. We're That's calling right. this Afrofuturism. I'm 
you know, um, threaten it all together here. We're calling it Afrofuturism because the concept of Afrofuturism is exactly that of Sankofa as well, which is know where you've been to know where you're going. What we're trying to present on Juneteenth is the collectiveness. And, and some of this has Kwanzaa, um, you know, principles in it too, is the collective organization of um, looking at something. How do we execute? How do we not just think about this, you know, presence that we have on this earth um, of knowing what we should do and then turn that into action and different types of action, whether you're an artist, create something that's inspired by this whole thought process. Right. If you're an entrepreneur, create a service or a product, um, a business around, you know, your thinking of just looking and seeing what, what is a need. You know, right. creating an event, create, um, you know, a, a T-shirt, um, bring something that you may have had passed down in your generations, a dish, a food. Yeah. You know, we like to eat. We like to celebrate. Oh, yeah. We like to create vendorship, you know, really focus on it. And the importance of this happening mid-year is to look back because we're halfway through the year, y'all. That's you know? right. Um, when we come into the year, what do we do? We have um, these New Year's resolutions where yeah. we say, this year I want to do this. Well, you know what, Juneteenth, check in on yourself. You know, where are you in that? You have half a year to get yourself yeah. back on the road, you know, to start that business, to get yourself back on the road, to start a new skill set, you know, to, to continue school if that's your thing, you know, um, to mend relationships. If you felt like you went through a broken relationship, you know, like, let's 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 take the rest of this year to close it out strong. All of these things is mixed up in Juneteenth, you know, just where it falls in. And then the purpose of, you know, hearing and emancipating yourself and the others that are around you. Let me stop because I just realized you may have to edit some of this. <laughs> no, no, I'm not going to edit. This is good. This is good stuff. No, okay. Okay. Bro, 100%. This is good stuff because I feel, again, when we talk about June 19th, we we all all we talk about is this we celebrate we we yeah. really don't get into like what are the action plans are we going to create um and, and, and make happen what are the events out there that's doing this and if they're doing this who are out there letting people know this exists because that's the one thing that frustrates me all the time especially in our community when i constantly hear there's nothing out there for us. There's no resources. Yeah. There's what's going on. And I'm looking at them. I'm like, I, I'm, I'm on a, a interview with this brother right now. That's doing it right now. And I've interviewed brothers and sisters that's been doing that thing too. So they exist. It's just, when you get that information, what are you doing with it? Or you're like, oh, whatever, or other people are not promoting it. And I think that's the problem right there. It's that lack of promoting great work that people are doing, like yourself or that's doing. Like when you when you when you highlight like great works that's going on and things like that, especially we live in the world of algorithms, right? This yeah. should be like one of the top on that algorithm right there when you talk about June uh teens, you know technology nfts this and that that should be on the top of the algorithm but it's not and so it gets buried and it takes like people like me to let people know 
you know, this is going on, support it, you know, especially if you got children that wants to get into the NFT world, who want to know about digital wallet, who wants to know about the black the blockchain, who want to know, you know, the, 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 the things that's coming down the pipeline. This is your opportunity to do it. Because um, just to let you know, uh, I let people know through my connection, um, they have a community partnership with Pixar. And so they have that event going on coming soon. It's a free event for kids to go to where it's virtual. The kids will learn how to storytell, they'll learn how to animate, learn animation, all that good stuff for nine weeks for free. And I put that out there to people. I'm like, here, you talk about there's no resource. I'm putting this in your face. What are you doing? That's right. You know, um, I'm, I'm going to dive a little bit deeper into that. Yeah, go ahead, brother. Go ahead. Um, but I do want to say part of our thinking of creating this event um, was how, how can we make the family, you know, um, kind of engage the family without making it either boring or corny or too adult-like, right? Um Meaning that if you bring your family, you know, as adults, you may yeah. not enjoy it the right way. <laughs> so part of it was having it in the middle of the day to the early evening, the, the right. timing of it. Right. Um, and the other part was the educational component. Um, so the event itself is from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. The 10 to noon time slot is um, a educational component where we have 20 to 30 minute uh, workshops where we will go over exactly what you just mentioned. Um, what is a digital wallet? Like we recommend using MetaMask. Right. Um, there's a lot of reasons behind that, but at the end of the day, just know that you truly own your um, assets in a MetaMask. Right. Whereas if you have a Coinbase account, they, they're a custodian and, and so forth. You don't really own it. You're kind of, you purchase it, but you're borrowing it. But right. if, Something happens to Coinbase, good luck. Right. Whereas with MetaMask, as long as you're safe with your passphrase, you keep it in a safe location, you don't ever give your passphrase out to anyone in relation to your digital wallet. All right. That's that's the golden rule. All right. At this space. Yeah, but um, real fast, also, we go to the next, next thing. Talk about the digital wallet. Because I know what that is, but a lot of people don't understand what a digital wallet is. Yes. To me, digital wallet is like, you know, if you have um, Cash App, if you have mm -hmm. platforms on your phone, apps, where you use a form of transaction, that's mm -hmm. a digital wallet. But go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, that, no, that's absolutely right. That is a, a, a digital wallet. The digital wallet that we're talking about um, and what you may hear as a buzzword as Web3 space yep. uh, is a digital wallet that specifically interacts directly on the blockchain, um, which is a distributed ledger. So you can think of a world bank that nobody owns that has transactions that are public. And some people will say, wait, wait, I don't want my transactions public. But the digital wallet is basically an address. You can think of it as your email address, but a lot of numbers and letters that make no sense to right. humans. Right. And the digital global bank or the blockchain ledger basically has recordings of 
uh, verified transactions, um, sends and receives of different types of tokens, coins, contracts, essentially on the blockchain. So um, this is just the beginning of this technology. But when you have your digital wallet, um, it's yours. Uh, it's what helps you um, track the ownership and the verification of your assets, whether they be NFTs or cryptocurrencies. Um, today, you can't buy a cryptocurrency in um, your bank with your debit card that goes to your, your bank account. You have to get um, another way to store it. Or if you have, like I mentioned, a Coinbase account, they'll hold it for you. Right. But that's not the same as owning it. Um, after, so that's about a 20, 30 minute um, presentation. Mm -hmm. And then uh, after that, we will introduce our platform. <laughs> we talked about so much as well. Yeah. I mean, there's yeah. a business side to this too. Yes. Uh, so uh, the technology of decentralized technology, right? Yes. That basically just means that um, you go to Facebook, you post, you put your pictures on Facebook, you put your life on Facebook, you put yes. your kids, your wife, everybody on Facebook. Guess what? Facebook owns you. They own yeah, all right. that stuff that you put on there that you think is your digital persona of your life. Yep. If they choose to pull it, if they choose to use it for any type of thing that is theirs, you put it on their centralized servers. Yep. In Web3, there is the concept of decentralized, which means that no one owns it. There's a bunch of nodes that, that run um, versions of the blockchain to verify it. There's incentives for miners to mine and prove the validity of these um, assets and ownership and so forth. Um, so it is extremely important to understand. We created a um, NFT marketplace essentially, but they're decentralized tools inside the marketplace for creators, artists, and collectors. Mm, so if you are a creator, uh, this is a platform that you definitely want to get into. If you're a collector, the same there. And um, if you're an artist, um, this is definitely a huge canvas of the future that you want to start playing around. Um, let's see, how, how much time do we have? Okay. We got as much time. If uh, we got <laughs> much time, if you got time, because I got nothing going on, I'm enjoying this conversation. Um, I want to get as much information to the listeners as possible, because this is vital, especially when you talk about Facebook and um, TikTok, like. When you sign up to that application, anything you put on is theirs. It's, yes. Yes. And yes. there's no law on the book that protects your 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 information at, or your overall data, you know. So whatever you put on it is theirs. And there's nothing you can do about it. Um, unfortunately, the reality is that when it comes to our current Congress, they're not up with current technology. And how do you legislate our current uh, technology today, you know, yeah. and yeah. so it, this information is important. It, it people need to know because we this the phone is our lifeline because wherever is. you go, people are constantly on their phones. So people need to know this. It's important. It's vital, especially in our community. Yeah, and that's that's the whole thing. Like this is all interconnected with, um, you know, us reflecting on our past, but also um, not just thinking, but having the tools to project our future. Right. And um, there was a reason why 
the pyramids were built. <laughs> There's a reason why hieroglyphics exist and all of that is recorded in stone. There's a reason why Moses got the 10 laws, the 10 commandments all stone. <laughs> There's a reason why the Rosetta Stone exists. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, we put things in art to communicate grandiose ideas that may say more than what, you know, it says in the caption. Right. Um, so artists are very important people in the world to uplift. Um, the opposite can happen too as well. You know, there can be destructive art. Right. But creators in the sense of artists um, are very important um, to storytelling, uh, upliftment, encouragement, knowledge sharing, etc. So that's why we chose to to create uh, decentralized tools for artists and creators to do their work. Um, we did some other things in the technology to lower the barriers of entry. Um, some folks um, may have heard, or if you haven't heard, you start doing research on what is this NFT stuff? You know, what are blockchains? What is Ethereum? You know, all this stuff. You, you'll start to hear all kinds of stories. Yeah. The most important thing you should do is do your own research. And build your knowledge base to make um, decisions for yourself. Um, because as we talked about earlier, there's a lot of misinformation out there, but there's also a lot of good information. Um, and when it comes to new technologies, the same is, is true. Um, so, you know, we created this platform for artists to create, um, but we also noticed that there's a barrier to entry uh, with any technology. It kind of brings up the whole idea of the digital divide where, yes. you know, folks uh, may not have access to technology. Ishma, as you mentioned, the phone is our lifeline now. Most yep. people around the world have cell phones. Believe it or not. Now, right. their connection speeds, you know, those are a little bit different, but they yep. have a method to do these things. Like, look at Facebook. That's why they have, what, a billion people? Yep. Um, they, you know, they, they, that the world is connected in this way. So the next level of that is giving folks ownership of their um, content, yeah. of of themselves and that's the web3 idea that's the web3 promise yeah. um and doing this you keep control of that through your digital wallet that's how you manage it right that that's mm -hmm. your your own personal server if you will um of your content so when you're done with facebook you still have your family content your post etc in your wallet that has been posted to um the blockchain depending on what app you you, you interact with you can take it, you, you can remove it from that app and connect your wallet to another app and your information moves along. That such a technology does not exist today in any of the social media world. Nope. And, um, and so we created a decentralized platform that's on what's called the, the Polygonmatic Network. Okay. Um, and what that does is it drastically reduces the fees. If you're on the Ethereum network, um, you could be sending money or sending, uh, purchasing an NFT. I'm gonna use a very simple example okay. where um, the NFT may be $10 and literally you could be paying a eight to $25 fee. I don't know what world people live in where they basically pay the tax that's more than the item itself. Then you really start thinking about the value of what you're doing. They call yeah. this fee a gas fee. And it's created so that there's an incentive to keep this great concept of decentralized um, systems going, mm -hmm. this great mm -hmm. concept of keeping um, transactions true and immutable and, mm -hmm. and provable and lasting forever. So every time you do a transaction, there is a fee. 
but the the cost, the, the level of that fee, the amount of that fee varies on the technology used. So we created this platform on the Polygon Matic network where that um, $10 purchase that may have cost you eight to $25 will cost you a magnitude lower. So maybe 20 cents or two cents. It's just the magnitudes are amazing depending on the time of day um, because you pay for network traffic, um, the cost increase. But lowering that barrier to entry, increasing the, the file sizes, which um, isn't really what you purchase with the NFT. We'll get into that. Right. Um, but the platform is what we're releasing, AF3.world. Um, all you need is a digital uh, wallet. You go to the site and connect it. Um, this is a Web3 decentralized platform. So uh, if you don't have a digital wallet or if you're on a browser, um, a mobile digital, metamask.io, MetaMask uh, comes in a um, mobile wallet and a um, browser um, plugin. So you can use the MetaMask wallet as a mobile um, wallet on your iOS or Android device, or you can use it on most browsers except for Safari. Um, and when you go to uh, AF3, Afrofuturism 3.0, basically, AF3.world, um, with your MetaMask wallet, you're able to connect, and then it automatically creates an account for you. And you can mint NFTs, create art, create a profile, uh, which is free. Um, once you start minting um, your work, um, there, as I mentioned, in the decentralized world, to keep it decentralized and uncontrollable, um, there is a fee for each transaction. Right. The benefit of the system is the fees are literally pennies on the dollar. Right. Um, so you, you, it'll, it'll be um, minimal. You won't even notice it. The third thing that we're um, speaking about, <laughs> I told you, brother, you're going to have, we're going to have to have two or three shows. I, I like, I, like I said, the more information is, is available, that's important. And like I said, I just want the viewers and people who are listening to see that it's people that look at like us that are creating these platforms and they we do are. exist. And all, all, fortunately you don't see them often uh, being interviewed. They're usually yeah. behind the yeah, scene, right. nine out of 10 or most of the time people think they, they don't exist. Right. And, and it's important, you know, that's um, right back to, us being able to project our future and, and see, you know, um, ourselves and our likeness um, in each other and in our work and what we create and the stories that we tell. Um, this whole decentralized world um, that, that is coming at us, it's here fast, yeah. Um, yeah. is there's no excuse, y'all. There's no excuse to say I ain't get signed by the label. The right. studio ain't released my movie. Like, like yep. there is no excuse. These tools in a decentralized world or for you to go directly to your audience, yep. which is important. You have to build your audience. Um, none of this happens overnight. So we built the audience and it gives you access directly to the audience. But also from the flip side, it gives the audience direct access to the artist, to the creator, um, to the organization, to the community, whatever it may be, because that begins to build this notion of um, utility and the things that you buy and that utility can be in access, um, exclusive content, etc. So, you know, it's very important. We talk about these concepts in these workshops. Um, and then the final workshop, we're, we're introducing the metaverse. Um, as I mentioned, it's family oriented. So 
um, we're focusing on the metaverse in the sense of um, safety, right. uh, making sure yes. how to go into these spaces um, safely and create yes. safe spaces for ourselves and our, our children, making sure that we know the spaces they're in are safe as well. Um, so that's the morning, <laughs> you know, in the afternoon we break for lunch. Uh, we, we got vendors and food trucks, um, you know, that we handpicked. And then um, we, we change up the gallery from, you know, workshop, fun, interactive to a, a digital art fest and immersive. Well, we have the projectors projecting all on the crescent and we have the different work. We have the different galleries that we discussed earlier. We had an open call um, for artists that opened it up all over the world in Ishmael. This, I have not heard anything bad about what wow. we're doing. It kind of makes me nervous because I, I want to get better, right? So right. I want to hear some of the feedback, um, but we haven't heard any negative um, vibes or energy come our way. We don't see it as that, but we see it as, you know, uh, uh, you know uh, bringing our attention to something we can get better on. Um, so we're turning the afternoon into... Um, um, performance, live performances. Uh, we're doing airdrops. If those who don't know um, what airdrops are, we're basically um, taking tokens and um, sending them to folks that are on uh, the AF3.world platform um, so that we can see, you know, what their username is and, right. and send it directly to their wallet. Um, awesome. So we're sending that random um, and folks will, will, will have some currency basically um, to begin uh, interacting. If there are creators, they have currency to start minting their work without right. spending anything, basically. Right. It's and just then, their time. <laughs> uh, it's the time because we're sending them the, the, the currency to get started. And right. then if you're a collector, you also um, have the opportunity to get airdropped into your wallet currency to purchase something. So we're right. trying to say this is a real marketplace and you know have fun at it. We have... Um, Three amazing short performances. I don't want to give too much away. Um. We are, this event is being produced. Um, it's being directed by Kira C. Jones Austin. If you don't know who she is, Google her. Um, yes. The sister's doing big things. Uh, <laughs> her time is next. Her time is next. I'm telling you. Um, she's working on a lot of big projects in, 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 in the movie space, in the film space, in the independent film space. She's telling stories that wow. are... Um, um, Afrofuturism, Sankofa projecting us, right? Um, and we're, we're documenting this event in such a way that we can um, edit it and show it to the folks that weren't physically here. Um, we also have uh, a presence in the um, metaverse on spatial. Um, okay. If you go to afrofuturismexperience.com, we are constantly updating the information and the links on that website. So the day of the event, you'll see all the links um, where our presence will be. Um, and we will be doing the Digital Art Fest every year um, on Juneteenth weekend. Um, and it, it will be in Jacksonville, Florida, but we're looking to also branch out to other satellite um, cities as well. Um, and we have um, two special performances. Willie Evans Jr. is a multimedia artist. He's a hip hop artist. He's a producer. He's an MC. Um, he's a, a hip hop legend in the in the Duval area. If you don't know about Duval, <laughs> Google Duval. You know what I mean. Um, he's a hip hop legend. When I say hip hop, I mean real hip hop. If right, you right. Google um, 
um, rap music in, in Jacksonville or Duval, you'll come up with all kinds of different hits. But what a lot of right. people don't realize is th there's real hip hop here. There, uh -huh. It's it's alive and well. And there's real MCs. There's, you know, there's real DJs. <laughs> like there's a real scene, uh, hip hop scene. It's, it's alive here. Um, and you'll see that. Uh, Willie Evans is doing a um, multimedia performance of Sun Ra's Space is the Place. He chops it up, makes original nice. beats. You know, nice. I mean, you, you got to see it uh, to believe it. But um, we, we commissioned him. Uh, he, his brother's performing. And also um, Ebony Payne English. If you don't know who she is, Google her, please. Look her up on all the streaming media platforms. Um, this sister has seven albums, I believe. And um, it's spoken word. It's, um, you know, she has a, a, a hip hop album. She is a artist. She's a writer. She um, writes plays. She writes movies, right. started right. movies. Um, so there's a lot of talent that right. we're able to put on this um, platform, on this stage, right. to give them the, the, the ability to expand what they already have and to introduce them to um, new folks. And then, of course, we have Afrobeat playing throughout nice. the day and uh, right. in, um, airdrops. Right. And uh, we have a couple of sponsors. <laughs> Let me plug these real quick. Please. Oh, plug them, uh, man. Plug them. I don't, I don't know uh, if, if um, most of the audience, um, if they drink a beer or two every so often, but um, we have uh, Moore's Brewing Company. Okay. Um, with, um, these brothers created um, a, a brewing company out of Chicago, Illinois. Okay. And uh, it's Moore's Beer. So if you know about the Black Moors and how they conquered Spain and they brought a lot of technology, there's a difference right. between conquering a place and extracting knowledge and technology and conquering a place <laughs> and bringing technology. <laughs> Another show. But, <laughs> uh, Moore's Brewing Company um, is based on, you know, the Moore's um, right. bringing distillery technology right. and, and creating brews around them. And then King's Water. King's Water uh, is a um, Black-owned water company out of Georgia. Um, they yeah. have their own source. Um, of high alkaline water. Um, so these two companies um, are, are, are key mark uh, sponsors and they will have product, they will have displays, they will have more information, um, we'll have multimedia content for them as well for them to show um, what we're doing in the entrepreneur space um, from water to um, brew. <laughs> and that's important that you have sponsors that you know that that look like us that's supporting yes, it because that's that's it's important and they understand that this is significant of what you're doing, and it, it's just amazing that you know got all these great talented people to come together and do something amazing for the people. But will this also be a virtual? Where if I like if you're not in Florida, if you're in a different area. Can you still watch it in in real time, on like, like yes, YouTube we're gonna, we're gonna Facebook? yes 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 absolutely we're gonna um, try to broadcast it um, okay on um, on IG and also on um, on YouTube okay um, the reason why I say try is because uh, we're, we're in a studio mm. and um, we're gonna be on we're gonna be on on a high quality um, internet connection. But we're also going to have people in there with their internet connections um, because it, it's it's a wireless environment as well, and it's yes. a shared network. Um, but we're going to try to have ours specifically wired so we have no interruption. But as you know, this world is not perfect, and there may be technical difficulties, which is why we chose to have this show produced and directed um, so that we capture it 
and we get uh, we're able to share it um, after if if any glitches happen, we have Plan A, Plan B, Plan C. Nice. Um, and then you know, as 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 we come up next year, any issues that we had this year, we will solve them and come back bigger and better the following year. And I do want to say one more thing. Okay, brother. Uh, you, I don't know if you had William Jackson and Aida. Um, uh, I, I, I haven't had them on the podcast, but we've like we've talked off. Me and you talked off of, off the phone that yes. we do. We we I've been a part of a couple of their events um, before in the past. And then, like uh, Mr. Jackson and the Real Dads Network are doing work in Nigeria, but yeah, yes. they're amazing, amazing. Let amazing. me say this: we are blessed to have this dynamic duo um, as professional speakers during our workshops. I don't that know if right. I mentioned that in the in, uh, in the morning session. So these these workshops are going to be full of information. They're going to be entertaining and they're going to be dynamic. Um, so you know that even the replay is going to be special. So I just wanted to plug that. Um, no, 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 no. And I think that's important because, yeah. you know, while people are alive, you got to give them their flowers and they deserve their flowers. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. 30 years of education and, uh, and, and, and just, just, just selfless work to just get this information out to the, to, to the youth as well as adults, you know, it, it takes a, a special person. It takes us a special individual especially with special characteristics to do something like this. Yes. Well, you know, it's, um, it's bigger than us and that's what it's about. You know, um, you know, I, I, I was telling, uh, someone the other day, um, because they were telling me that resources should be allocated to certain people that showed this, this and that. And I said, you know, um, to be truthful, unless I'm wrong here, uh, we don't know who's going to be the next Einstein, right? That's right. We don't know who's going to be the next uh, Martin Luther King to, to liberate people, you know, the next Moses, next Jesus, et cetera, right? Yep. So, like, um, how can you not let people grow into who they're destined to be and take resources? Because if they're destined to be it, they're going to do it with or without the resources. That's when right. We give them the resources to show them their greatness. We accelerate humankind faster and we can get to our you know, divine state faster too, if you believe in that, right? So that, that's that, that's a different conversation. But what you just said made me, um, you know, give folks their flowers and make sure that we're, we're, we're doing things that normally wouldn't be expected. You know, sitting in our house with our feet up saying, you know, woohoo, Juneteenth, you know, yeah. what can we do? What can we pull our resources to do for the next generation and, and to promote our own freedom and, and self-interest and liberation? And, and you're doing that, and that's why I wanted you on the show, and that's why I wanted to give you your flowers right now because you're doing amazing work. <laughs> this is great work. This is essential work. Um, you know, I, you know, this should be on the top of every algorithm on social media. This should be on the in, uh, in like in conversation, like in barbershop talk, beauty beauty salon talk, um, any black major uh, news outlets or this, you know, you should be on shows talking about this because at the end of the day, um, you see other events that's going on that's not not even doing anything what you're doing and what the whole team is doing. And so that's why I wanted you on the show. That's why I wanted you to talk about it, promote it. Uh, Thank you. We're going to do you. another episode. We're going we're gonna to talk about <laughs> so, it. Because uh, I jumped around quite a bit. Uh, Ishmael, thank you for you too as well because dad is not a noun. It yes. is not a now, you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, so, 
it, it, you know, it's, it's, it's more organic than that. And, you know, um, what you do is very important as well. Um, just giving this opportunity, um, because I'm actually a really private guy, you know, and I'm actually really introverted, which you probably wouldn't know. or, or I would tell. not know yeah. until you told me now. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I'm very <laughs> private. I'm, I'm very introverted. You know, I have more than enough love that, that I put into my family and that's reciprocated back. So just putting this event together and, and um, you know, collectively for our community and, and putting ourselves out there. Um, is a lot from everybody, but having a platform like this to share, um, and I hope other dads out there see this and, you know, they get inspired. Um, if it, Ishmael, I don't know what other formats, but maybe we have a round table of multiple dads, you know, that we can interact with other dads as well. Um, and, and I can hear their stories. Um, and, you know, we can learn from each other and build from there. Um, no, we could, we could definitely, we could definitely important. do that because you, you got my head spinning right now. And um, one of the things I want to do down the road is um, have a global uh, conversation. What it does, what does it mean to be a father? Because often mm -hmm. uh, what happens is like when we talk about fatherhood, we usually look it through the lens as fathers in America, a black mm -hmm. father in America. But we don't have a conversation. What does it mean to be a black father in the global community? Because, again, mm -hmm. we talked about it earlier, like how... Uh, there's racism in every pocket of yes. every country around the world, no matter where you go. So just to have this honest and open conversation of what does being a black father mean in the global scheme of thing, I think that should be the conversation we should have um, more frequently. Yes. Having this wall when we talk about black father and when we talk about black fathers, we, we all, we constantly talk about the black father experience here in the United States, the historical and the now, but we often don't talk about all the parts in the world because at the end of the day, you know, we're all connected together. You know, we, we came from a common con a con continent, you know, we migrate, we got, we were, we were, we were brought over here at the same time, some, some, you know, migrated across the world and here and there but still our stories are linked together and so we mm -hmm. should have this dialogue like like service we, we we should have that dialogue and i think that's the I next agree. step and um behind the scenes i am um in talks of setting it up so yeah it look out for that in the future but yeah i okay. yeah yeah, okay. we, yeah, yeah. So you read my mind already. So yeah, that's <laughs> it's gonna I mean, happen. I look forward to it, and I want to learn because what I what I think what I may think is unique as an experience in my mm -hmm. American dad environment may not be so unique, you know. And there may be things that I hadn't had to face that other folks around the world. So yeah, I look forward to that conversation. Right, that's gonna that's gonna happen soon. Um, we look out for that invitation in the email real soon. But brother, thank you. I appreciate you. Thank you yes, for jumping on. Um, just um, please, just follow this brother. Like all those links will be in the description below. Sign up. There's no excuse if you want to get your child or yourself prepared for tomorrow please just support the event support what they're doing because this is what we need and so they're doing it 
if they're doing it, I'm 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 posting it and I'm supporting it. Um, before we end the show, man, what's what's the final word you got for the people out there? Um, just you know, there is no final word. Just yeah, okay. doing, a, a body in motion. Just stay in motion, everybody. No, no, no matter you know it, it, if if you think that you're having problems, um, if you're if you're hitting a wall. Um, you know, if, if you're, if, if you don't have the idea, you don't, don't know what's next, you know, relationships, the world, money, whatever it may be, right? stay in motion and you'll like be all that. right. Yeah. I like, I'm going to put that on a t-shirt, stay on, stay in motion. I like <laughs> but brother, that's going to happen. But brother, I appreciate you. Thank you for jumping, joining on everybody yes. out there. Thank you out there in the land. Thank you. Please um, like, subscribe, all that good stuff. Yes. But more importantly, support this event. Uh, this brother needs a great turnout. He's going to have a great turnout, but Sweet. I would love to see this in two, three years be like the talk of the, the, the country. Um, every Juneteenth, yeah. different locations is having this event as well as across the world. Because, again, this is vital when we talk about black wealth generation wealth these these are the things these are the um the nuts and and bolts that keeps it together for it to keep going on so please support it and we're out peace thank you peace everybody be blessed so for you yeah Yo, there whenever it matters and even more when you feel like it doesn't Protect you so you never feel like you wasn't Know I'm right alongside you, here by that I'm behind you But always got you, end the discussion, nothing means more First one to offer his shoulders for what you preach for Thought I saw the eyes of the world until I seen yours And know that I ain't see a better view yet I'm with whatever, so don't ever you fret Know that you covered, not a hurdle or a heartbreak To change what a partake Cause none of them won't ever get comfortable in your walkway My job is to aware you, fully loaded, prepare you For all of the above that I'm never letting get near you But still in all, give you every advantage I found Couldn't find a better fit for them, along with my crown And since the baton was passed, hopping down Cause feeling's not an option, and dad is not a noun, not at all my message to any dad, man, first off, know that, yeah, it, it is a hard job, but it's the greatest job in the world. I wouldn't trade it for anything. I wouldn't change anything about it. Everything you're doing from here on out, if it didn't have purpose before, now it has purpose. It's the most important thing you'll ever do. Just be a dad.